0: Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships, and wealth related topics, all from a heart centered approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking from Our Hearts podcast episode where I'm joined today by Petros from United States of America. So Petros, you want to talk to us today around something called connection with yourself first and then others.
1: Yes. And hey, Paul, and thank you for taking it up, um, for allowing me to do this, inter- this interview. And yes, so um, I, the biggest challenge I had um, in connecting with people was originally because I couldn't connect to myself. Um, a lot of the times when I would try and talk with people, I'll be trying to come up as this perfect person, like this invisible mask where I'll be perfect. And if, you know, if a certain group acts a certain way, then I'll just act like that group. So with different groups, I'll be a different person. And that was so tough because when you're perfect, it's hard for people to connect because they're not perfect and they wouldn't be able to relate. And they'll they just see themselves as even less imperfect, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. when I started to actually connect to myself and just be open and vulnerable, knowing that you know I have all these flaws and that it's okay, that's when the connection with people really meant st- was really getting strong and they started getting comfortable with me immediately because they see that you know i'm not this higher person i'm just like i'm just like them and i make the same mistakes if not worse so that's what i meant where you have to connect with yourself first before you can connect with others
0: mm. Okay, so t- let's take a few. Um, let's take a trip back into the past. Not uh, very often I say that, Petros. Wow, I don't mm-hmm. believe I've just said that. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. Let's take a, a step back into the past and, and walk us through, if you will, the you know the evolution of your life uh, from a, from a child to a young man and what he was going through and this whole um, transformation, if you like.
1: Yeah. So um, I grew up in uh, Africa and but was born in Italy. So and of course, I later on came to the US. So I have, um, I am very open in terms of the different cultures and stuff. Mm. But I was always a, a shy kid, a very awkward kid. Um, I'm more introverted. I kept to myself for the most part, because I had a lot of social anxiety. Like, I just was so terrified of just going out and actually even making eye contact, let alone talking to anyone. And then I came to the U S at 21 and for the first two years and I started college. And for the first two years, I actually stayed in my dorm room more than I was actually out because that's where I felt the most comfortable because I just had this uncomfortableness. Cause every time I went out, like I would never connect with people. It would always be awkward and I would always feel down on myself and beat myself up because of it. So this was, it took a long time. And then finally, when I obviously graduated and I went to the corporate world, um, I started this job where, you know, where you have to communicate with different people with different groups and it's very fast paced. And I'm more like very slow and they connect one-on-one deeply. So when I started getting into this job, I was overwhelmed because um, when I was talking to one group, I would quickly have to get off the phone and have to talk to another group and I have to adapt. And after doing so many, trying to wear so many masks, I was just overwhelmed and I just broke down and I ended up quitting the job because I realized like the job was not right. And I realized like there's something wrong with me because this was with every job that I went to. So I know that there was something wrong, but I didn't know what. Mm. And it's only when I actually took the time to reflect and just see like what was holding me back. And I can tell you um, a a video that I saw on a TED talk by Brene Brown, about shame, that is when it really broke, when I realized that I was actually ashamed of myself and actually showing up. And I think that was the big um, breakthrough. And I ended up reading her books and then it just like, I realized that it was okay for me not to be perfect and it was okay for me just to go out to the world. And if I make a mistake, then, you know, I live another day and it carries on. So I think that's how things started changing. And then I just, I just now go out and I can make friends. and you know if some like me some don't me i'm okay but as long as i'm myself yeah. then it's just a big win yeah um yeah.
0: what was going through my mind there petros is when you 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 know straight at the um, the outset of your story you mentioned three three different continents for a start there was europe with italy there was africa and then obviously america i mean did, you know was the, did was you aware of you was you felt more comfortable with any one of those particular approaches, cultures, call them what you will.
1: Yes. So, um, I I think in, I think I was, I was comfortable in the different continents, but the problem is I was never myself regardless. Mm -hmm. And that was a big key. Um, I think the only place I went was when I traveled to Asia and somehow I was more extrovert because when everybody is not as talkative as me and I'm not that talkative, I think that was the only place, I guess the environment really makes a difference. But in terms of how I grew up, um, I would say because I lived there long, I was more comfortable, but I was still shy and I was mm-hmm. still not putting myself out there. Um, but just being aware of it now, and then I am myself, it's just like I can talk to anyone from anywhere. I can go to any country. And even if though I don't speak the language, I'm comfortable enough where I can just try and I can talk with people before i wouldn't even want to talk to people like i'd rather get lost for a couple hours than to talk to a person to help me. like hey can you take me you know how i can get to this coffee shop or whatever so um i think it does help but in the end you still have to be comfortable with you because you're taking yourself everywhere you go absolutely
0: um and i love that answer petros because the reality isn't it that you know no matter where we are in the world is an Oh, you know, let me go to the other side of the world and, and forget my troubles. <laughs> well,
1: you're mm-hmm. no,
0: only going to take them with you. If you want to take your troubles on a journey, you may as well go to the corner shop, not the other side of the world, because <laughs> that's the reality, isn't it?
1: That's exactly it. Because I can, people think like you have to change countries, you have to change in the US, you have to change a state, or you have to change your relationships, which for some kind sometimes you do, but a lot of the times is you just need to change your perspective Yeah. because um, i jumped from job to job saying oh it was the boss or it was the team or it was the type of job i kept blaming everyone and i never realized that actually it was all around you know i was a common denominator amongst everything even with different countries that i lived so when you realize that it's you and actually what i don't tell people is that when i found this job the the one that i end up quitting the last or the big finance job I had, what people don't know is that I, that job had everything. Like I had, I could work from home anytime. I had a good pay. I had a good team. I had the most amazing boss and that was the time where I had no more excuses. Like I have everything that I complained about all the jobs, but yet I was unhappy mm-hmm. and this is when I actually got the awareness that there's something else and it's not the outside It's actually internal. So, yeah, that was my big realisation now when I think about it.
0: So having gained that awareness, Petros, then what did you actually do about it?
1: Well, first, I started to surround myself with people who are also trying to figure out their purpose. Mm. And it's only, um, and I posted on Facebook, if you remember, it's only when I went to this retreat um, where I met like a lot of inspirational people and people that are trying to do big things. Did I meet a fellow, a, a writer, you know, Joe Vitale from The Secret? And it's only when I met someone who was speaking everything that I've been experiencing in the last few years that I make a connection. And I don't know why, but something just clicked, and I had this burning energy where it was like, "This was I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be a writer." And I don't know what happened, but it just felt right. And I hadn't felt that like, like that type of energy in a long time, especially none of my jobs. Um, even when I was starting the job, brand new job, like I still didn't even have. And that energy has taken me to today where, you know, I've written two books. Um, I love being in the writing space, even helping other people to writing. So it's just like, this was my path. And if you, and I think is sometimes you have to, um, get lost in life, like quit your job and just not quit your job, but you know, instead of having a plan B like, just be open, get lost. Because it's only when you're lost are you going to able to now find yourself. Yeah. But if you have too many things around you, um, you're always going to be trying to be comfortable. But you have to just be jump and be uncomfortable for a while. And then eventually you will find something that you are attached to and then you go with it.
0: Definitely. What's, what's interesting there, you mentioned Brené Brown earlier on. I follow Brené Brown mm-hmm. quite a lot, particular uh, insights around vulnerability. Yes. And what I'm hearing here, Petros, with what you're saying is that being prepared to make yourself vulnerable, and the paradox of that is it actually makes you strong. Yes. Because it it's... strips all those layers of confusion, stuff out there, whatever that maybe is, and you gave a great example, you know, I flying mm-hmm. corporate job and all this, that, and the other. Right. But inside wasn't... You know, the purpose wasn't there, which nicely brings us into the um, the second part of the purpose. So if I was to say to you now, then, um, Petros, at this moment in time, what do you believe your purpose is?
1: I mean, right now, my purpose is to help people share their story to the world and, and people that are wanting to transform others because, you know, you know, I. Sh- it took a, a lot for me to share my story and to be vulnerable, not only just to somebody, you know, one to one or just somebody, but actually to put it in a book where the whole world gets to see you. But it was the most healing process of r- putting yourself out there because now you have to go into your inner being. You have to like it's really soul searching when you're writing a book because yeah. you're putting everything out there. And it just it just made me heal and just took so much off my shoulder. And I know it helped, like just me sharing my message, like it helped so many people who reached out. And I just say, thank you for writing this book. I've been struggling at college with connecting with people. I've been struggling, you know, with my family. So, and sometimes we think like, oh, nobody wants to listen to us. Or like, we're not special. There's nothing unique about us. But even if you're at home and you're a housewife or you just go to college, if you've lived life, you've gone through a challenge, and your story will connect with not everybody, but maybe certain people. So that's kind of how I end up figuring out my purpose. So for me, it's like, I want to help people share their story more. Mm. Yeah.
0: Brilliant, I love that. And that's the essence. Um, seems quite timely um, on that note, Petros, to, mm-hmm. to reinforce the three pillars of life, model, uh, that I have. Mm-hmm. The first one is purpose. And for me, that's very simply a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Yes. That's it. And, But that's not enough. We need more. And we deserve more. Mm. Absolutely. So the second pillar is actually prosperity. And that brings in things like health, wealth, happiness, relationships. Um, in other words, not only, because purpose, we can exist with a purpose, can't we? I existed for many mm-hmm. years. Um serving a label called alcoholic and violent. That was my mm-hmm. purpose. That was what I understood from an early age. That's, that's who I am, isn't it?
1: right or
0: who I thought I was. And but that wasn't enough because I was miserable. I was depressed. I had all these labels that the system put on me antisocial of oh, the mm-hmm. list goes on. And so what I do understand is that base level that's called purpose, just a simple reason to get out of bed, but we want more and we deserve more. And that's the prosperity, mm-hmm. to be happy, to, to experience love, to give love, to share. And then the third one is philanthropy, which most mm-hmm. people may associate with giving. Well, yes, it is giving, but not necessarily giving in a financial sense. Because mm-hmm. my take on philanthropy, Petros, is that we give the lessons that we've learnt you know listening to you speak I would you know it's occurred to me that maybe your philanthropy is giving people the opportunity to express their story as you quite rightly allude to writing and speaking is very cathartic very cathartic okay. um, and so when you look at those three pillars from basic getting out of bed hmm now I feel happy okay so I'm getting out of bed and I feel happy I want to tell the world about how I'm making this progress And so the proverbial hamster's wheel goes round and round and round, and we spread. And it's a bit, you know, the risk of using split metaphors. It's a bit like dropping a pebble in a pond, and it just goes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So um, that that's kind of what I base my own um, and my own story, my own journey on. And I know it's a model that served many people. Petros, so listening to you speak, I thought, "Mm, you know what, you, you know, from the three pillars perspective there. I'm hearing you very loud and clear
1: yeah and i think the three pillars is the best way to explain to people like how how you actually get such a purpose and then how you continue with it because when i get up i have this energy and it's not like oh i'm going to make money or whatever like i really redefined when you redefine your success by not how much money you make but how much you can serve people i mean the happy I can't tell you what it does for you because like now I'm not doing writing a book. I'm not waking up in the morning, um, trying to put myself out there, trying to connect with people. I'm not doing it because of my selfish reasons. I'm doing it because, you know, it's my duty. This is my purpose. And if that means I have to go speaking at any event, even though I hate speaking, I don't enjoy it. If I'm going through my purpose, then, this is what you have to do, and you have to improve because it's not about you, it's about them and sharing your message. So that's the power of purpose where you're looking outside of yourself and you're knowing that there's a there's a bigger there's a bigger mission, there's a bigger thing that's happening that that's not you, you're just part of it. so it, it's important so that's why like you said, purpose and knowing your why will drive you in life in making all your decisions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I was just, what was going through my mind there, listening to you Petros, was when we look at the three levels of Dharma, um, which is purpose, obviously. Um, Right. The first one is to seek our higher self. Mm. The second one is to find our unique gift or talent. And the third one is basically to benefit humanity by giving it away. And it's very simple, isn't it? very simple simple. so what would you say then um, and I know you're a very very humble um, Mm. and I find that so powerful actually very humble guy but what would you say uh, Petros is is your talent or your gift
1: you know my talent is I love learning so I can learn so much I read so many books take so many courses I can take that and what my talent is I can take complicated things and I can make it simple for somebody to understand. That's my skill. That's my talent. That's just what I was born with. So for me, when I'm reading a lot of these and some people don't even read one book, I can read 50 books or hundred books in a year. And it's very easy for me. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's my job to get what I'm learning and then make it simple for somebody to easily understand and then make the next step. Um, not a lot of people can do that, only a few mm-hmm. people. So I'm glad that that's my gift and I use it every day. And that, wow. so that, anyway, that that's my gift, I feel.
0: That is absolutely phenomenal. And the reason I say that, Petros, is this. Mm-hmm. I get to talk, to, as you can imagine, through this, uh, speaking from a Heart's podcast, to some absolutely amazing people mm-hmm. around the world, literally. And some of their insights, um, you know, some are very academic in their approach. Some are very simple in the pre- This whole kind of rich mixture of, you name it, the lots in this mixing bowl, this rich, richness of, of, of learning. Right. But my challenge as part of the spe- creating this Speaking From My Heart's Love Revolution is to change our understanding as a collective, as a world around this Mm. choice we have between fear and love. And I know that the answer lies in consciousness. And when I talk to people that are very, very advanced down the consciousness road, for want of a better term, and I Mm -hmm. deliberately use that simple terminology, very simple terminology, it's about getting those very deep level insights that the experts have, right? And saying, okay, give me, the, give me those insights because I'm, I'm, I'm sort of with you. But here's the thing: if we had somebody like Petros, he could be the bridge between that very high level dialogue, almost academic dialogue at times, mm-hmm. to allow me to take it out on the streets where people are dying. Because I know that there is a a massive answer and it's a powerful tool, a very powerful tool, Petros, to be able Mm -hmm. to change this culture from fear to love. And that is where we will find success. I massively believe that. It's everything. It's way beyond the belief. That makes it sound like it's a mental construct. It's it's not. It's beyond that. I can't explain it. So what you've said there, that absolutely is... That is a gift and a talent magnified by a million because there are, as you quite rightly alluded to, there are very, very few, pe- few people that can take that very high-level, deep understanding of language and distill mm-hmm. it right down so that it could be understood, um, what's the old saying, a bit patronising, uh, but from print from a prince to a pauper. And that is mm. a talent to be able to communicate that in that language. So think we need to talk further another time another place on that one.
1: Oh, definitely i mean there's so much you can talk about that
0: yeah so what are your views then or thoughts or experiences petros i've, I've mentioned it a few times now around this polarization this this dichotomy call it what you will between love and fear i think
1: i think a lot of us live in Fear. Those are not conscious of it. Where, like, for you know, maybe thirty to 30 years, I lived in fear. I did not even know it because I wasn't even conscious of it. Mm. I was scared, fear that uh, people would reject me if I did, if I said a certain thing or did a certain thing. Um, I would be fear where I wouldn't go for my dreams or goals because you know, like I said, until I quit that finance job, I just followed what society told me, what my friends and family told me. Like I played by the rules. And yet I was unhappy. So when, you, when I actually got everything I wanted based on fear and based on following others is when I realized that this was not the path. And actually when you start loving yourself and doing things that you love, even though it doesn't make sense to somebody and they might say, why would you quit this to do this? I mean, I can't tell you that you're just going in the right path. I mean, when you define success by how happy you are with what you're doing or how much you love, you know, whatever job or activity or career you're doing. I mean, everything's open up and you're just in flow in life. And I'm not saying that you're not gonna have fear in life because you are, but if you love yourself and you love what you're doing, you overcome that fear. So fear is not something that you can just eliminate. It's just, you have to manage it and know that if you love what you're doing, Eventually, you overcome it, and then you just keep moving forward. I think that's how I see it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's it is about having that understanding, that awareness that it is all around us. And I think it's a bit like stress. in, in mild In mild, uh, very mild doses, can be quite healthy because right. it keeps us on our toes. It keeps us alive. Obviously, like anything, if we overindulge or it becomes an overwhelm, then that's dangerous, and that that's another story. Mm. right okay so what do, what does the future look like for you then i mean we've we've obviously if we could use the three pillars approach um mm-hmm. petros we've obviously sort of um touched on on uh, on your purpose um the mm-hmm. prosperity which you're obviously enjoying in your life your whole body language nice. tells that um so what does the philanthropy angle look like to you you know we know where you're giving back but what's the big vision for you know for Petrus what's Petrus's legacy
1: I mean so I first the way I was giving I first started with writing a book where I'll share my knowledge Mm. and then I realized that's not good enough because I can write a book but that's just me and I can only help a certain people and I really want to impact a million people in this world and the only way I could do it was well writing a book is good but what if I teach other people to write a book so that we can have even a bigger impact? So that was the direction I wanted. I'm going where it's like, let me help other people share their story. And right now the future I'm seeing is where I can actually go on stages and travel and actually help share my message even more. And especially like in, in, in Africa, we have a lot of people where they don't even know that they can write a book especially the young, because we, when somebody writes a book, usually you're much older, mm. but they don't know that the young, like they have a book and they have so many stories, but nobody ever hears it. So for me, my future is really to go back and help everyone share the story because, you know, a lot of it is, you know, our elder, our elders, they're dying and they're dying with their story. They're not sharing what really happened because we see books and a lot of them it's written, let's say, by Europeans' perspective of certain things in Africa but nobody is writing that much about the African perspective which is going to be very different so I feel like in my future direction like I really want to go back and just help people share their story and really you know move a conversation where we can actually talk about how all of us can heal and then just by being open of who we are and that's the biggest challenge which how can you help people be more vulnerable that's the first stage before they can even share their story
0: wow Fantastic. Which part originally of Africa are you from, Petros?
1: So I'm Ethiopian from East Africa. That's, But I grew up in like Zimbabwe, South Africa. Uh, um, so, that's, so that's where I'm from. That's where my family is. And so I go visit. But yeah.
0: Wow. So assuming, you know, yeah. you, you look, you get to a stage of your life, I don't know, five years, ten years, 50 years, whatever down the line. And you get a call to leave this physical body. Let's put it in that context. What would be your message to the world or messages to the world, Petros? When you look back and it's kind of, we're going into the visionary stuff now. It's interesting. You mentioned sort of Joe Vitale at the top of the conversation and the secret. So if we get your visionary hat on and you've created all this amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, based on what you know now, because we only know what we know here and now. Um, right. But what would be Absolutely. the key lessons? Right.
1: Um, sorry, I think you broke up the the beginning part of the question, but you're saying, like, what is my vision for the next 40, 50 years, or I guess, you know, the legacy I want to leave? Is that the kind of question you're asking?
0: Yeah, uh, well, I kind of danced around that a bit, but let me, okay, so let me come to the point on that, Petros. Um, yeah, yeah. If you could sort of pick out three key lessons that your life stood for that you think, right, this is my legacy in terms of messages, right, what would those three be?
1: The first one is, I always say this, like give to live until you live to give. Um, That's a big one. Um, That's the only way you're going to – that's how you're going to get happiness and joy, Um, and you have to make it part of you Um, because I used to be a -a taker-taker, and I realized that, that it only works so far, so definitely give to live until you live to give. Um, the second one is that um, it's only through, the only, the number one way to get happy is through connection with people, um, family, friends, even strangers, like that is the main reason, that's the main antidote for happiness. It's not how much money you make or where you live or the lifestyle, Like if you're by yourself and you make money, but you have nobody to share that with, you will not be happy internally. Um, And you have to do that by just being yourself and being vulnerable so that you can connect with people. So I think that's a big, a big key. And then third is just sharing your story about your life. I mean, you don't have money. I mean, you might reach the end of your life. You have no money you have no assets you have nothing but the one thing that you have that nobody has is like you have a unique story and mm-hmm. that's something that you can always share um and that's so i think those are my three big things
0: brilliant i just want to flip back petros to the second one if i can i made a note mm-hmm. about it as you were speaking there yeah. number one way to happiness is to connect to others and I'd started writing that and then you, you added something else which made me stop writing. So I just want to be mm. clear on that. So are you saying that that happiness is as a result of connecting to others? Or is it more of an inside out job where we're happy first and then we can make those connections?
1: Mm. I, yeah, that's, that's a good point. So for you to make the connection, yeah, you have to be happy first. Um, that's a big thing because if you're not happy, then, you know, people are going to feel it and they're not going to be happy with you. Like you're going to attract that very thing that you are putting out there. Um, but again, like it, you know, when you, there's so much research now happening and you realize that we're actually as humans, we are, we are born to connect with other people. We're not, we're not born to actually be alone. And in fact, back in the day, like with the Greek time, um, when um, like I can't even remember like Athens or whatever like the worst thing you can do somebody is not like punish them, hit them or even death like that's not bad. If you, if they just kicked you out of the city or town like that was the worst thing you can do where somebody is alone and disconnected from people and that's why I always say like you know I've been alone for a long time and it's just I was never happy. It's only when I started connecting with people so I know that you know, we are born to connect with others. And even though you think you can do everything by yourself, like you never experience true happiness if you're not having experience with other people in your life, a good experiences, of course. Mm.
0: My my own take on that, um, Petros, yeah. is that external source, be that what may, and that's a very personal, mm. intimate relationship with with God, with spirituality, with the universe, call it what you will, consciousness, Mm -hmm. awareness, source. That's very personal. And there's no right right or no wrong on that. But for me, that is where that connection is. That is the most powerful relationship of all. And I often use the example of a mobile phone. So if we rely on ourselves for that power... Hmm. I can talk to you now, but sooner or later, just reliant on me, that battery's going to go flat. So if I'm that phone, my battery's going to go flat. Right. I need then to plug in to an external source that will re-energize me and allow me to go again. Because mm. I am not self-sustaining. Absolutely. On a spiritual level. Right. And I think many of us just run on empty. Met, we go through life with a flat battery. We get by. And if I leave it a day, it'll it'll get some charge from somewhere and it'll be okay. Right. And we're constantly, oh come on, come on, please, please, please. And we're like hoping and people take to gambling. Okay, well, what's the chances of my battery being okay tomorrow? Well, I'll offer you 50-50. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Let me put all my money on. Yeah, I'll take it. Oh, it didn't happen. Oh, I need a drink and all this kind of craziness. Whereas the answers are found in, I believe, in external source where we're re-energized. It's just a simple.
1: I I, I, I I completely agree, and I think like self-love and self-healing is so key, and just knowing knowing that you're connected. Like I know that you know I'm not a practicing Christian, but I'm Christian, and I know there's something bigger than us, and that the universe really sends us and you can't really explain it, mm-hmm. but you can feel it and you just have to go with it. Like, I don't, there's sometimes where I'm thinking about someone and that person will call me the next day <laughs> and I haven't spoken to them in five years. Like it always happens. So I, you know, we are connected, but yeah. you have to connect with yourself and, you know, with the things around you. So that actually makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah. Because we're energy, aren't we? We're forms of energy. We're vibrational energy. energy you know basic laws of physics are that an ice cube if you heat it up you you can't destroy energy you can change its Mm -hmm. state but you can't destroy it so heat an ice cube up and it'll become liquid from solid to liquid it'll evaporate which will then somewhere along the line fall as rain so it's just that constant recycling in different in different forms and and this is yeah. where I absolutely resonate with you, Petros, about this connectedness that we are. Absolutely, we are. Right?
1: Yeah. And I don't think people understand it. Yeah.
0: No, um, you know, and I think that's you know that I, th- I think there's this massive, massive shift taking place in the yeah. world, and I'm having this conversation, as I say, with so many people now. Um, mm-hmm. As you say, quite, you can't define it. You can't. It's not tangible. You can't touch it. But, exactly. you know, try touching the sun, um, try try catching the wind. You know, these these gifts of nature that we just take for granted so much. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I want to ask you, um, <laughs> Petros, one really big question mm-hmm. now. I, I think, well, mm-hmm. when I say a big question, that's the feedback because I'm asking this so many people. It's like, oh, Paul, wow, what a question. That's the biggest question you could ever ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think it was, but okay. I now right. maybe I'm learning something um, as as a result of this. My own question. Yeah. So it's this. If I was to say to to you, what does speaking from your heart mean to you? What would be your answer?
1: Speaking from the heart is when you speak from your soul, where you speak what comes to you without, without filtering, without, without thinking. It's just, you know, there's a higher power. And when, when something's communicated, it's communicated through you. And it's just speaking without much thought. A lot of people say, think before you talk, but sometimes when you speak from the heart, you just have to come out. And that's what I feel when you're speaking from the heart. Because there are times like I might say something, and then I'll forget it, and then people are like, "Do you remember what you said like an hour ago?" And I was like, "I don't remember," because it just I spoke from the heart, like I, I I didn't plan it. So I think that's what speaking from the heart is like when you can say it unapologetically and just be you. And I think that's what speaking of the heart for me means.
0: Superb. Thank you for that, Petros. So finally, then, as we, as we look to uh, bring things to a conclusion. Um, You know, we've kind of flirted with you, you know, your three message, your one message, but let's really kind of narrow that down now to say, okay, one day I will depart this this beautiful planet in a physical form because I will change my energy state from a solid Mm -hmm. into... Um, well something else let's just leave it loose for the moment that's another conversation <laughs> another time what, what what is that one for, either for this podcast uh, conversation uh, Petros or, or more widespread what's that one big 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 massive powerful message you're leaving behind the knockout punch
1: I think the most powerful message I want to say is that become the best version of yourself whatever that might be always learn and grow and to see what can you become, like, what can you imagine? And that's my big message, like, just become the best version of yourself um, because you only have one life, and there will never be another person like you that hasn't been in the past There will never be in the future, and this is your moment. So just become the best version of yourself and, you know, m- live, as they say, live life full and die empty, and that's how I live by it, so yes.
0: Wow, thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How can people reach out to you, Petros? How can people find out more about you know your 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 work and uh, what you stand for, what you stand against?
1: Yes. Uh, so um, if you if anybody wants to reach out, they can always reach out to me on Facebook. They can search my name, or you know, there's a page where I have Dream, Passion, Life, and on my the, uh, the fan page, so you can reach out to me then. Um, there also my books on amazon that you can just type my name and then you can find it so those are ways that you can reach out to me
0: so do you want to i'm just pronouncing your spelling your your name here double check in uh, petros p-e-t-r-o-s and i didn't introduce your surname at the top of the conversation How are we pronouncing yeah.
1: that it's actually ishetu
0: ishetu e-s-h-e-t-u Correct. Okay. Well, th- these details will be in the show notes. But also, what's the name of the two books, um, Petros?
1: So the first one was kind of what we talked about. Is, it was I came, I saw, I jumped. How I found my dream job, and you can too.
0: I came, I saw, I jumped. And then is the the other bit? Was that a subtitle, or is that all part of the same title?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's all part of that. So that you can find it through that title by itself.
0: Okay, yeah. and the second one?
1: Um, the second one is um, The Immigrant's Journey, How to Overcome Stress, Worry and Anxiety to live, um, to live Your your Dream Life.
0: There again, the shortened title of The Immigrant's Journey, will that be enough or do we need the full title?
1: No, The Immigrant's Journey, I don't think that anybody has written about that. So okay. that should be able to find it.
0: And certainly, married to your name of um, the author's name, Petros. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Super. Right. I just want to thank you, Petros, for sharing your insights and and your story and uh, and your very inspirational vision for the future. And actually, on a personal level, you're getting the message out and inspiring others to find the voice. I mean, that was Stephen Covey's eighth habit. Um, very, very much key within the speaking from our hearts because that's one of our uh, we've got three three levels that um th- that we operate through um and that's certainly one of them so there's a very very strong alignment there listening to you speak very strong.
1: No and thank you Paul for this interview. I really appreciate it and I hope you like you listeners gain value from it and I hope they start um sharing their message and their story to everyone.
0: Thank you. So the all that remains now listeners is to say Whatever you do, always walk with your path and walk it with the heart. Hearts,
1: helping everyone achieve results towards success.